and we're live coming to you with Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. I'm here with the loose, with the ready, with the fantastic and fabulous Charlie Eastman, pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. Hi, I'm Charlie. <laughs> great, great, great to be here with you. Hey, can you tone it down a little, Charlie? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm here with Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Hey, great to see you, man. Charlie, before we started, it's it's good to see you, Charlie. Before we started, I had like three different things. I thought like, oh, I'll start with this, and then oh, I'll start with this, and then what I started with, not in my head at all. You got swept away in the moment. I in, love it. In the, the moment, the spirit moves, brother. That's right. We should. Spirit moves. I, if only that was a topic for today. It's appropriate for for the coming week. Yeah, sure. But, oh, that's right. But we're going to talk about the week that was. So I feel like yeah. you've given us a little joy in our on our way to our topic for today, and that's just fine. Well, why not? Right? And, it's and Advent. Why not? It's Advent you know, for crying out loud. All all I've heard from everybody I know everywhere, including folks online, is just how gosh darn different and awful it is this year for everything. And uh, you know, we don't we don't need to be the voice of that. No. Others, others are taking care of that. Yeah, just fine. <laughs> yeah, things are bad, but you'll find out why we from other people. We won't tell you. In fact, right. tell me about the tell me about the great things happening at hey, Pilgrim Congregational to. Church. I'd love to. We actually invented a word for something that's happening soon. Uh, we're so excited about it. Okay. Um, we are we are preparing. We we had a an event planned for December thirteenth that I told everybody about last week, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Given the way that numbers have changed in our Commonwealth and in surrounding states, oh, that yeah. event has changed a great deal. I'm not complaining. I'm yep. just telling you yep. that, in fact, now instead of uh, caroling, we're going to be caroling. Oh, that's fantastic. So join us. I love it. At Pilgrim Congregational for our first annual caroling and tree lighting. Are you going to, be, gonna... Si- are you going to be singing a lot of REM songs? I mean, we may as well. Well, because they're it? automatic they for are. the people. They are. Yes. I, I knew exactly where you were going. I just wasn't acknowledging it, Jonathan. <laughs> That's um, all right. I would. All right, no. So you, you're doing a tree lighting, you said? I, I yes. rudely cut you off with a really bad That's pun. Right. Tree lighting and uh, and caroling uh, in our cars. We're going to keep it very socially distant, but we nice. still, people are just, they want to be together. And so this is the best way that we can think to do it. We wrapped up our Christmas Angels program. We are Excellent. done. If you have anything else to contribute, we are we are $1,600 over. Oh. Where we needed to hit to get everything for everybody. So not only gifts, but cash. And so oh, just great. thank you again. Southboro, Marlboro, Hopkinton, Westboro, all the towns that are part of our congregation. You guys, again, your generosity is humbling. Um, we have finished, uh, we haven't finished, but we're we're well into our stewardship campaign and receiving uh, pledges for that. And it's 2021 is going to be a different year yep. and it's going to be a great year. Yeah. So I'm just grateful for the support everyone's showing at this time. Oh, it's good. Wow. Good mm. stuff. Good stuff. We have a couple of things going on as well. Uh, we have, uh, we're doing our adopt a family mm-hmm. we talked about for Christmas presents and such. And we have a list Indeed. now of all the presents we need. So uh, just we, heads up, heads up, First Baptist East Greenwich, you're not actually adopting right, them. Right, no. We figured that out last week. Yeah, that's an, that's an important distinction. <laughs> I may have made a bit of a mountain out of that molehill, but... Well, that's all right. I'm glad that you went back to it as well. Uh, callbacks are, are always important. Callbacks to told. lackluster jokes are the best. And yes, and pointing out you're funny is very right, important in right. comedy, because pointing it was, out how funny you were. Because it was automatic for the people... 
and you're in cars doing your carling. Do you see yeah. how the, the anyway. I, I hear you saying words in an order, but I'm not sure they mean anything <laughs> in the way you've put them together. So if you want to par- take, take part in the Adopting a Family, we have a list of gifts mm-hmm. that have been requested. And so let Kelly Blinkhorn know or just contact the church office because we don't want to have, you know, 18 Spider-Man trucks and one scarf. Goodness gracious, no. You I'm, can't wrap a Spider-Man truck around your neck when you're cold. If you well, but if you have twenty of them, you link them all up with fishing now, line. And now, that do you works. all give gifts to your adopted families the way people do in their own families? So you look at the list and then just get them what you want to buy them anyway, because you know what's good for them. <laughs> no, no, I, oh, I okay, good. It's a good, good idea, and it sounds like a very New England approach. <laughs> Indeed, they ask for this, but they really need a shovel. Yeah, I, know, I know what you need: yeah. <clears throat> a shovel yeah. and rope. Um, yeah. Lists are for the weak. Yeah, no, please stick to the list, please, please, please. please. Uh, so that's com- coming up, and uh, I know the numbers are looking bad. We are still going to try to have um, a, a version of an in-person Christmas Eve service. Um, we are limited to 40 people, and the list is filling up. So if you would like to be at the Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 5 p.m., you need to contact the church office and make your reservation and how many numbers. But it, we are closing it at 40. We'll start a waiting list after that, and we'll see what we can do. But we cannot do more than 40. Are you feeling the FOMO, people? Are you feeling the FOMO? I, I don't know what FOMO means. Oh, Jonathan. I know. Come on, man. It's 2020. Fear of missing out. Well, is that this what it is means? This is how we sell things in the United States. FOMO. Yeah, fear of missing out. Oh, don't. Indeed. Please don't feel the FOMO, because we're going to live stream it. Yeah. You can watch the whole service. Stay home. So be there, safe. there is a silver lining. If you're one of those people that absolutely needs it, to throw yeah. caution to the wind and be there in person. I'm yes. sorry. Shouldn't have said that. But, but if you're one of those people that has to be there, yeah. then you're going to go anyway. And, and But and, you need to sign up. Yeah, please. Please. Truly. We, yeah. Because we need to... And it's not just about making sure you feel safe. It's making sure everyone else feels safe. And, and yeah. frankly, I want to feel safe. Indeed. And if the sanctuary is full... I don't feel safe, and that's not fair. I, I want Jonathan to feel safe. Yeah. He's the one who edits the podcast. Right, right. If he doesn't feel safe, he doesn't sit down at the MacBook and, and put this together, and then and I don't you, think, you get nothing. I don't think people understand the risks we go through when we record this. I have to then sit next to Charlie when I edit and say, can you say this line again? But I have to be like uh, six inches from his face to make arduous. sure we get it just right. Right. I mean, droplets everywhere. It's yeah. just I am madness. putting myself... I mean, I'm safe, but I'm putting myself in harm's way by being that close to Charlie every week. So honor that commitment, please. I, I do it because I love and, you And honestly, all. even yeah. if you have signed up, day and date, if you don't feel well, oh, you yeah. must stay home. Yeah, thank you. That's important. For the good of your community, day and date, if you don't feel good, you must stay home. Yeah. Okay. Um, I forgot something oh, really quickly because yeah. it's it's coming up. By the time people hear this, it'll be on the horizon, and they won't hear the next one in time probably. But mm. we we have a we've planned a blue Christmas service. Oh, those this are is going to be a Zoom invitation service. Yeah. Blue Christmas is for anyone who's not feeling merry and bright at Christmas. Yeah. We're going to share some psalms of lament. We're going to hear poetry. We're going to hear songs that make us reflect. We're going to share as much as we're willing to. We're going to light candles. We're going to hear scripture. It's just a time to focus focus on how when everyone else thinks we should be joyful and we're not, sometimes we feel like we're coming up short and we want to make space for that. So 7.30 p.m. 
Wednesday, December 16th, mm, the, pen- okay. the penultimate day of Hanukkah, actually. Um, oh. Not related, but, but yeah, uh, right. certainly in that festive sense. So we are going to be having our Blue Christmas, December 16th, 7.30 p.m. There'll be a Zoom link sent out from the church office. So look for that link, pilgrims, and uh, please be there if, if you need to. Yeah, that's an important service. grateful to see you. I'm glad to hear you're doing that. that. Yeah, and it's important for us to remember that Christmas is not easy for everyone. Some people have lost someone in the past year, and this is their first Christmas without that person. Or, yeah. or they suffered a loss at Christmas time. Those yeah. are, oh gosh, every year. Yeah. Challenging. Well, you know, I feel like we need to have this sense of a pause for a moment mm. to, to center ourselves. Some, some time for reflection, John? Some time for, let's say, a segue into to- peace. Sorry, the song's just not sticking for me. It's not, I, I, well. We'll see. (laughs) So the, um, you lit the second candle last Sunday, right? Good, good. We We did did as well. And it wasn't pink, right? No, sure wasn't pink. Gosh, Apropos of our previous conversation, it was blue or purple, depending on your congregation. We do purple. Do you do purple? Us too. Ours are purple as well. My stole is blue. The the vestments are blue. Oh, look at you. I like it. Okay. Because, you know, purple... Why? Well, why blue or why do I prefer blue? Why do you prefer blue? Because we get purple for Lent and I just like one more color. That's well, compelling. That's, yeah, that is right? compelling. And, and blue doesn't look that off with purple. It's not like no. red with purple. Right. 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 Yeah. Isn't no, and, that the, the premise of the Red Hat Society where they wear purple dresses and red hats because it clashes and they do it gloriously? See, I didn't know that red clashes with purple. Uh-oh. Okay, well, news flash, Jonathan. Oh man! I'm In fact, it's hard to look at you right now. I know. Could you, could, well, for next week, could you tone it down? A little? It's the swirl of purple and blue. I have an orange and yellow and green shirt that I could wear next week. Would that be better? We'll we'll work it out off camera. Okay, off offline. Um, yeah. So yes, ours are purple. Yours are purple, but blue is fine. And you have a blue stole, and that's great. Oh, good. Uh, because it's the Advent Sunday of peace, and we are at peace with all of it, aren't we? Well, yeah, you know, I was thinking about this this word peace, and mm. uh, boy, it's a it's a multivalent word, isn't it? Indeed. And and uh, I think I, I I struggle with you know where which way to start when I think of peace, especially in this time, this time mm. being Advent, a sense of my own sense of peace with my relationship with God, um, with where I am in the world, all that thing, or yep. peace uh, and external. Um, mm-hmm. when I see, you know, anger, violence, vitriol, um, peace for the world. Sure. And, and it yeah. feels like a two-pronged um, approach, which seems appropriate. I think it is, because, and our, and our scriptures this week reflected that. Um, of course, we had, uh, of, the, of the four lectionary passages, we were in Isaiah chapter 40, the classic line mm-hmm. from the Messiah, comfort, comfort ye my people, says the Lord. Can, can you sing it? Um, I cannot. I'm not, I'm honestly not. Comfort me. Careful, we, we got licensing issues here. Um, and then, and Hondo then is Psalm, very litigious. Go ahead. So, so the reason why why Psalm forty is so important this week is we get the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight a, a way in a way in the desert, a highway for God. And then Psalm eighty five, 
Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity. Because, mm. of course, in, of course, well, of you, course. you know where you don't know. Isaiah chapter 40 is part of second Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So we're in that post-exile period where God has, the people have been paid double for their sins and God is welcoming them home. Right. Um, and so there, there's restoration, there's healing. So the psalm echoes that grateful response. Our, our epistle reading was from Second Peter. We didn't use this one in our worship, um, but it's got, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief and the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. So the cataclysm of the return of the mm. Messiah. Wow. And then, of course, Mark chapter 1, verses right. 1 through 8, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. See, I'm sending a messenger ahead of you. And John the baptizer appears in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism. That's the one we focused on. Us too. Oh, good. Yeah. It's the most So there's a lot fun. of different, all that to say, there's a lot of different yeah. uh, streams in the, in the Advent readings, but certainly I, I feel it's most poignant in, on, on the Advent Sunday of Peace. Yeah. So, the what scriptures is, are kind of all over the place, aren't they? They tend to be for Advent. You know, I, mm-hmm. I find that either you stick with just one, one part of it, you know, yeah. or you'll end up just kind of... Putting together this week, a you could have done but, Isaiah yeah. in tandem with Mark because you've got the Isaiah right. echoes right. in Mark one, so that's easy. Um, I, I I focused on really the the difference of Mark and and why Mark is different, mm. the stream of Jesus' life, and how Mark is so uh, unconcerned with the with the birth narrative. You know, it just doesn't matter at all right. to Mark. Baby, babies are born. The What's the big deal? They're born exactly. every day. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Mark. Mark's not trying to trace the ancient lineage of right. Jesus from David forward the way Matthew is. It's just not relevant to, to Mark's experience. Right. So instead, you get the urgency. You are dropped in the river at its fastest point. Yep. We are flowing towards the death of the Baptist and the rising of Jesus into his into his space, kind of. Well, that's nicely said, the way Charlie. we tell the story. Um, well, somebody at, somebody at school told me that there is, there is this distinct possibility that Jesus was a student of John the Baptist. Hmm. Sure, That, in fact, he was one of John's followers, and once John was... Once John lost his head, um, Jesus <laughs> was the one that went to fill that gap and took over John's ministry. I have nothing to prove or disprove that theory. It's yeah. just a theory. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even call it a theory. I would call it a wondering hypothesis. Yeah, what if? what if? Perhaps. Yeah. And what ifs are fun in scripture sometimes. That's all we've got Um, sometimes. But we did did honor the fact that there's this crazy disruption Hmm. in John's process. And and I kind of talked around trying to figure out why. Why is this Advent Sunday of peace so closely connected with the baptizer who's this loud, brash, prophetic... A bit of a buffoon out in the wilderness. I mean, he looks like the what's the archetype of the the mad preacher on the corner? Yeah, something like the railing at how you've all got it wrong and you got to turn around. The end is near. Where did you go? Where did you go with this? Oh, I I did a lot of that. I looked at the idea of the messenger and how he feels so different. Um, Hmm. The idea of the message itself, and but then I ended with um, the part of the wilderness. That, and I have this. I always have this image of we are at the banks of the Jordan, looking in, out into the wilderness, and John emerges from the wilderness to where we are. Uh, but what I like okay. to think actually is that John comes into our wilderness, hmm. where we currently and we are in the wilderness, and preaches at that point. 
wherever we are, John is preaching to that, saying, get ready. You've got to get ready. I love it. So, so what know, were you doing at the Jordan to begin with? I don't know. I was thirsty, I guess. Maybe hot. You were probably washing your toga. Washing my toga. You only had one back then, right? Most people had a clothing, so you had to go to wash it. Yeah. Hopefully frequently, Jonathan. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting you would have been a pretty consistent toga washer. Yeah. No, not me, actually. Oh, okay. No, I... You would have, I, just, you would have just reveled in the glory of your putrefaction. It's, it's my musk. <laughs> Let's be clear. I want to. He I wanna, keeps telling us it's a feature, not a bug. But we're right. trying to figure out how to come to a place of agreement on this. I want to. I want to bring us back to a certain a, idea. I think that's really interesting. That these passages, they have. We have this this confluence of of comfort, but then also this breaking in. And I like especially the way you talked about how the Gospel of Mark just starts and drops you in into this. Um, erratic in our mind, erratic kind of preacher who's yelling at us, and this is a Sunday of peace. Mm-hmm. And, and we tend to think of, like, especially with the inner peace, like if I had my Buddhist prayer bowl with me, which I don't even own, but if I did, I would... <laughs> ah, yes, the imaginary Buddhist yeah, prayer bowl. I would, I would, Band name. Oh, imaginary Buddhist prayer bowl. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> uh, so I would... <laughs> I would ring the bowl and I would say, now be calm, let's have a quiet moment and gather mm-hmm. that inner peace. Mm-hmm. But instead we have John the Baptist kind of ranting and railing and saying, and this is about peace. Son of a gun. Yeah. It jars. It jars. Uh, I, think yeah. There's, I think there's some wisdom to that. I mean, how often have you noticed uh, siblings fighting uh, arguing? Daily. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that you've tried all the techniques of, I'm going to talk more softly so that they get quieter and can hear me. <laughs> right. That doesn't yes. work. I have actually yeah, at I've times... I've read the mindful parenting books. Yeah. yeah they, they've, I, they're I, dusty on the shelf. I've, I've also... There have been a couple of times that I've uh, gotten a spray bottle and sprayed them. Oh, my. With water. Yes. We do that with the, we do that with the dogs when they, when they if it, are if it works, fighting. We, yeah. It's the same idea. And then they're okay. like, what the heck, dad? No more wet. And then I got to deal with that. But, wet and angry. Wet and angry. But yeah. invariably, what happens with to even the best parent is you end up yelling at the top of your lungs. Yeah, yeah. And Parenting does not help you actualize. It, it simultaneously does and doesn't help you actualize your, your best self. But there are moments when that part of who you are needs to show up so that your children can see what it is you are truly going for. Ah, yes. Or we're going okay. through. All and right. and and all of a sudden there is a, a deep pause when you open yourself up in a way that's honest and not um, 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 dominating or or violent. I want to be clear about that. So not yeah. t- telling your kids, shouting at them, saying you stupid, blah blah blah, blah but saying what you're doing is cutting me, is hurting me. The way yeah. you're acting impacts all of us. And to to bring this awareness, there usually, if, you know, because we're human, we we understand shame. There's this silence that happens. Yeah. And a peace that can emerge afterwards. Mm. And sometimes there needs to be this radical breaking in okay. to get everyone to pause and say, holy cow, I've been missing it. Mm. And I wonder if when that's... Because yeah. when you speak to your kids and say, your behavior is negating my self-actualization, right. they don't tend to respond with peace. No, no. Um, mine mine will laugh. I agree. Sometimes... Um, if I've told this story before, the listeners will have to forgive me. Well, and, I'll bleep it out if you have told this story okay, before. Okay, great. The first time I met my wife's family, 
they are a big Latin Romanian family. And uh, I was seated at the table and got to meet them all and, mm. and talk to them variously, I thought. And the next morning, Murray um, got the phone call to get the initial impression. And, and she said, so what'd you think? And they said, he's so quiet. <laughs> he doesn't speak. <laughs> and, and part of what I had to learn was um, you do not wait for others to finish talking to speak right. because you will not be heard. Right. So I spent the night kind of uh, 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 oh, I, uh, just waiting to get a word in. And, and in those kind of families, you, you naturally talk over each other and no one gets offended. If, if you're offended, you'll just say, hold on, hold on, I'm still speaking. And you'll, you'll finish your point. Right. But it's glorious. It's cacophonous. Yeah. It's, a, it's a mess. And then eventually on reflection, you can find the piece in it. But um, yeah, the ways we disrupt... Dis- disrupt the status quo. And wow, I've got the best poem for this, uh, oh, for our prayer today about, about stopping the, the flow of the busyness and entering the flow of the natural world. And yeah. it's perfectly fitting to me that, that John does come out of the wilderness mm-hmm. to you washing your toga on the banks of the Jordan and, uh, or, or not, and just looking down on those who are washing yeah, their togas. come on. Every and, day. For crying and brings the and brings the voice of urgency from nature into the stream of busy life to mm. say, stop. Yeah. Stop what you are doing because you're going to miss everything that matters. Mm. And I, I love that about John. And I think I like that idea about Advent when mm. we think of peace because I do tend to think of like, let's have that quiet moment. We're looking at the snow globe, and then we'll start humming Silent Night. And that, that's nice. And we'll do mm-hmm. that eventually. But Can I just say a snow globe that plays Silent Night is possibly the best Christmas gift in, in ever. So you heard it, folks. If you want to know what to get Charlie, get him as many snow globes that play Silent Night as you can find. Just one. No, no, no. I think you need a collection. Oh, boy. <laughs> but seriously, talk about a gift that keeps on giving. If you need to get in the Christmas spirit, looking at the gently falling mm-hmm. snow on a globe and hearing Silent Night is pretty good. That, Sorry, that, that, was, nice. that was apropos of little of what we're talking That's about. That's okay. But, I, but like I, I think, you know, here we are getting into the height of the Advent season. I already mm-hmm. started thinking like, oh, no, I don't have any gifts for anyone yet. We're talking about what we're going to do for Christmas. And then there are all those other layers of anxiety because this is a different Christmas than we've had in the past. It that, is that they have different, someone different, and yet, yeah, so much the same, right? But, but we're the, still completely enwrapped in our process. Oh yeah, we're still completely buried in the details and thinking about all the things we should be doing, but we can't because right. we're surviving this. This has always been the way we come to Advent, and you've always needed this wake-up call right. to say, like, like your yeah. singing bowl, sing that that sound that tells you, oh. It, That's right. I haven't it, been yeah. paying attention. So John just, tells yeah. us we're not paying attention, right? And we have to. But here's the here's the crux for me. Okay. Um, for me, the crux sits in um, in verse. Where is it? Oh, verse one four, uh, where he says um, it says John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for and, the forgiveness right. of sins. Yeah. Repentance. Unless you can get the message that you must stop yeah, and you must turn to repent right. is to turn around, right. turn away. You, you must stop and repent. And, and if you're looking at your life and you believe this Advent that you have nothing to repent for, 
Mm. And as someone said in a Bible study recently, look harder. Yeah. Yeah. You always, as part of the human, a human in the human condition, you always have a reason to pause and repent for your part in the world and for actions you've taken or things you've left undone. It's not a guilt trip. Yeah. It's not a guilt trip, man. No. no. It's <laughs> it's just none of us when when the psalm says there is none that does good, what I think that is saying is there's none that does good all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, we're all everybody gonna... has a reason to repent. Yeah. And John the Baptizer is there waiting to tell you, come on, come down to the river, get down on your knees, ask forgiveness be washed in the water and cleansed of all this yeah. garbage that you collected over this rotten, yucky year, and just get ready. Get ready for God again. What is peace but a right relationship with God? Amen to that. Yeah. And when and, we and have if you that, can start yeah. that, yeah, if you can do that, if you can get right with God, so many of these, these big tough guys that have their come to Jesus moment where they realize, oh, right, I don't have to kick the world's hindquarters. Right. I just have to be in the world. <laughs> and it can be hard to hear that from them at that moment because you're like, hey, wait a minute, don't I get to hit you back? Yeah, right. No, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You have I, to learn to let it go. And then to, you know, I, and, but I, I do want to say we also are to call to pray for peace in the world. Amen. Because we so desperately need it. We do. Uh, um, and that it needs to be God's peace and not our understanding of what that would look like because then we're dominating or imposing yeah. Let me point something out. This yeah. was pointed out to me this week, and I I rankled at it because I don't I don't appreciate this individual, but but the person who pointed out to me is correct. Okay. During the last four years of a particular presidency, mm-hmm. we started no new wars. No new wars. That's true. So if you are not on team this particular president who's right. in the office right now, and you need a silver lining. You can always thank him for not for not starting any new wars abroad. Now, you can also claim that he intensified a war at home, yeah. several wars at home, yeah. and I'm not going to argue that point, but I'm grateful that our yeah. women and men in service are not in new locations that we're aware of fighting new wars, and I'm taking that as a net win and, and a prayer forward for peace. That's good. Nicely said, Charlie. Well, I had to repent. Well, we all, I think we all do. Sooner or later. Yeah. I feel mm. like we're at a good place to move into prayer. All right. And I don't have Sounds prayer good. segue music because that feels forced. Okay. Well, you maybe know. someday we will. No, I won't. Pe- people that don't run podcasts, <laughs> you do have to understand every additional piece of anything you hear in the podcast has to be edited in and everything else has to be cut away from it and time needs to be stretched and played with. It's not that it's the hardest heavy lifting you ever have to right. do, but it all takes time. And and for us, this talking in the stream of things is a better format. So yeah, and, uh, that's again, why we don't do all those little things that some people do. In some right. Podcasts. Sometimes I do, but it's only that's right. if I'm feeling so moved. Always listen for the end. Maybe I'll put a little Easter egg in. Follow Jonathan's passion all the way to the end. <laughs> so you have, right. a, you have something from the oh, great Mary Oliver. I have a Mary lovely Oliver. poem from Mary Oliver. Oh, oh, do you have time? I love this poem so much. I hope I don't. I hope I do it justice in the reading. It is great. And she died not many years ago, right? That's right. That's right. When did she die? Two, two or three years ago, I think. I want to say 2019. 2019. Mm. 
Jan- around January. That's what I was. Jan- okay, that's, that makes January sense. January 2019. Yeah, it feels like a, 2019 was a hard year. We lost so many uh, famous and and important artists, and Mary right. Oliver was one. Yeah. All right, so I'll pray, and then you yeah. pray, and then we'll bring Mary Oliver in to close us out. Fantastic. All right, let's pray. Thanks, God, for this day and the possibilities it represents for another chance at peace. Lord, we know the old cliche that peace begins within, and so we invoke it hopefully with fresh eyes and ears to really look inside ourselves and to consider, how am I going to contribute to the world's peace just today? God, we don't want to get to a place where you have to yell at us to get us to stop Mm -hmm. and listen. But sometimes we're at that place, individually or as a people. Help us to hear you calling out to us to say, stop, just stop, repent, get right. And then help us to share that message with love and grace to all those who are hurting, who are angry, who are mired in violence and evil, so that your peace will fully be known. Mm-hmm. And for Mary Oliver, do you have time? Well, do you have time to linger for just a little while out of your busy and very important day for the goldfinches that have gathered in a field of thistles for a musical battle to see who can sing the highest note or the lowest or the most expressive of mirth or the most tender? Their strong, blunt beaks drink the air as they strive melodiously, not for your sake, and not for mine, and not for the sake of winning, but for sheer delight and gratitude. Believe us, they say, it is a serious thing just to be alive on this fresh morning in the broken world. I beg of you, do not walk by without pausing to attend to this rather ridiculous performance. It could mean something. It could mean everything. It could be what Rilke meant when he wrote, you must change your life. Amen. Amen. Well, that was really good. Thanks, Mary Oliver. Yeah, thank you, Mary Oliver. Finally, a a reference of Rilke that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, Rilke is, well, one of the greats. He is, he is uh, really good. A a good friend of mine um, set some of his stuff to song for soprano and and piano. Um, Oh, neat. Yeah, beautiful settings, beautiful. Uh, It's Del Case. He teaches at um, Wheaton, not far from you, in Norton, Mass. Oh, yeah, Norton. Norton. Sorry, it's hard to say Norton without thinking of Ralph Cramden. I know, right? In Norton, Massachusetts. Well, thanks for the poem, Charlie. Sure. And the prayerful prayerful approach it brings to us. Mm -hmm. I hope for the rest of this week you are finding yourself pausing to embrace the peace that God offers and get ready for next Sunday when we light finally the pink candle. The pink candle of joy. Oh, Are you you focusing on what direction are you going? Magnificat or something else? No, no. I'm going to spend a little more time with John the Baptist. With the Baptist. Fair enough. Why not? You know? Yeah, we should. Someday we have to just do a John the Baptist episode. He's fun. Maybe after Advent. Yeah. Maybe on Epiphany we'll do a John the Baptist. Right, because that makes sense. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Be well. Peace. Bye.
Kitchen Table Spirituality is a podcast of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. You can find the notes to this episode and other episodes and other things with 12 Enough at 12enough.com. That's 12 written out. If you'd like to send a comment about this show or any other show, send those to 12enough at gmail.com. Please go to Facebook and like and rate the show. And thank you very much for listening. Well, maybe someday we will. No, I won't.